Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Timmy. And I'm Will. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) I'm hooraying us. Woo! And uh, we were supposed to have two guests today. Unfortunately, they couldn't make it, guys. So we had no guests. So what I thought I'd do is I'd get on the old old, uh, interwebs and I'd call... Old reliable Brad and say, "Hey, <laughs> hey, old reliable Brad, she fancy being our guest this week." And old reliable Brad said, "Hey, I'm old reliable Brad, of course." So that, welcome, that's Brad. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Ah, ah. uh, I said, "Do you want to talk about Jessica Jones?" And he said, "Would I?" Woo. And I said, "Sure. Let me just finish watching it first. You you actually said you were watching it at that very moment. Is what you I told was. me. Yeah, see, I it knew. It was meant to I be. Knew. It was meant to be. Uh, I was and, a solid 30 seconds into episode nine. <laughs> <laughs> see, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And um, uh, spoilers for real life, uh, when we were recording this, literally, how long ago did you guys finish recording Calavici Fashion Cast? Like, I don't know, 30 minutes ago? Like 30, 30 minutes ago, <laughs> which was also Tammy, Brad, and Will. But I yeah. did Good. So, Tammy, Brad, and Will are just having a day of podcasting with each other, and that is a delight. You know. It's a real party. We've been talking about monkeys and fashions all afternoon. Nice. So let's oh, continue that party. thread. Let's continue yeah, to talk really? about monkeys and fashions with yeah. Jessica Jones. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, um, Brad, you've watched episode nine and ten, but you haven't watched any further. Why is this? You were our guest on the show a while ago. I, listen, I just haven't had a chance. Listen, there's a, there's a lot of things going on. It's a it's a busy world. Oh, well, there is a lot of shows going on. I uh, um, I know you've got to watch The Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> and Black Lightning and Supergirl and Gotham. I don't know if you watch that one or not. Uh, Legion, Legion's back now. Legion's back. Oh, I'm so excited for Legion back. That's actually in my, my news, just saying that I'm excited. And I'm pissed off that it's not over here yet, so I haven't seen it yet. Um, um, but I have seen a YouTube have... clip of a certain dance thing, which was amazing. I love. I that have uh, my. Oh, so good. <laughs> I have my um... Legion saved up right now, so I haven't watched uh-huh. it yet. Cannot wait. Okay. And it also stars uh, the man who is my fan casting for Danny Rand, as I've said many times, Dan Stevens, the man who would be Danny Rand in my mind. <laughs> Sorry, Finn Jones, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Finch. <laughs> sure, you're anyway. really upset. <laughs> <laughs> so upset. Oh, anyway, I'm going to cut that out. I don't even know why I said that. But I'm very tired. Uh, so, anyway, uh, the fact that Legion is back was in my news because I'm very excited. But would you guys like some more exciting news? Yes, please. Yes. Uh, Jessica Jones has been renewed for a third season. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray! I kind of have suspicions as to how season three is going to go, but I'm not going to tell you because you're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm very excited to hear this. It's very, very cool. Uh, hopefully, it'll be the same showrunner and you know everything, same team. Cause that'd be cool. Um, so hopefully it won't take the, two years. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Well, we need. Um, well, I mean, we've got. Well, in between them, we'll have at least a few other shows. But if we're not getting a Defenders 2, then that would speed things up a bit. And it doesn't sound like we're getting a Defenders 2. So, but we don't know what's happening. Uh, you know, if they're going to develop any other shows or anything. So we'll have to see. 
so this week we are talking about episode nine and ten of, of season two. Episode nine is called Shark in the Bathtub, Monster in the Bed, and was written by Jenny Klein and directed by Rosemary Rodriguez. And episode 10 is called Pork Chop. I don't know why it's called Pork Chop. Did anyone get a reference to Pork Chop in it? Did someone call someone Pork Chop? I think the uh, the protein. Oh, yes, you're right. Because usually I pick up when they say it, like a line, and I was thinking, where did they say it? But that, that makes sense. Uh, it was written by Aida Mashaka Kroll, a name I can't say, and directed by Nisa Hardman. Uh, episode nine synopsis was the shooting forces Jessica to rethink her plans. Meanwhile, Oscar asks for help with a family crisis and Trish's frustrations finally boil over. In episode 10, Jerry finagles a deal for her new client in exchange for Carl's location. Trish forges ahead with her own investigation. A prison guard crosses a line. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah, I think killing people definitely crosses a line. Hey. Hey, you've crossed the line, Dale, evil prison guard. Crossed so, a few lines. Crossed uh, a few. <laughs> crossed a few lines. So, um, shall we start, as always, with Jessica? Sure. So, we go straight into the shooting from last week. And I think, Will, you are the one that guessed that it was going to be Price. No, that, yes. I think that was Tammy. No, was no. I, oh. I don't think so. I don't think I did. Because I know you, first of all, said you thought it might be Malcolm, and then I'm sure you said maybe Price. Someone said it was going to be Price. Maybe it was our guest. Uh, I don't remember. But, yeah, maybe. maybe. It, it, was, but it was me. Because... I guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it all along. But it was weird, like, during the week, because I, I was, like, thinking about it before I watched the episode, and I was like, I wonder if it's going to be Price. I hate that guy. Probably will be. <laughs> and then, like, I watched it, and I was like, oh, it's Price. <laughs> As soon as it like panned up and you saw his eyes and it's like, ah, oh, goddamn, I just imagined you screaming at the screen. Yeah. What an, what an asshole. Um, yeah. So I love that like Alyssa goes after him, like throws him around and into walls and stuff. And you must have been cheering at that bit, Tammy. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. I, I would um, have been upset if he died. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could still kill him, maybe. Yeah, somehow. True. We'll see. Um so Jessica still wants to find an alternative to the raft for Alyssa. And so she drugs Price instead of Alyssa killing him and leaves him in the tub. So we have our shark in the bathtub. Um, then uh, Alyssa tends to Jessica's bullet wound. Um, and we get like a nice, our first nice little mother-daughter moment, which this episode kind of has a few of those. Yeah. So Tammy, you're a mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If, 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 Josie, if Josie had a little bullet graze, would you pour whiskey all over it and, and seal it up with duct tape? No, no I, think, I think I'd go to the hospital. I think that's what I do. <laughs> but and obviously... pass out from blood. I don't know. <laughs> obviously, like Alyssa and Jessica, though, you and Josie both have superpowers. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I can't share what those are because they're secret The powers of looking but... fabulous. <laughs> Well, that is, that's also true. That's addition too. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, Jessica helps. Um, so Alyssa obviously helps Jessica with her wound. And then Jessica helps uh, Alyssa chain herself to the bed. Um, you know, as you do, your mother-daughter relationships. Yeah. And then Jessica, like a creep, sits there and watches the monster in the bed and the shark in the bathtub. Um, and 
monologues uh, in voiceover. Brad, you were always a fan of uh, voiceovers in the X Files. Yeah. Is oh wait 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 which sorry which 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 voiceover is this? Uh, uh, episode nine. I know that. I mean, but which uh, there's one in particular. Um... Oh well, this is the one I think where she's saying about her and her mother are similar, and it's the start of "Is this how I get my mother back?" Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, I you know I may be jumping ahead, but I've got to go ahead and mention this line because it is the stupidest line I think I've I've heard in some time. Um, this may be the next <laughs> scene, but okay. um, the thing about having your cake and eating it too. Who oh, yeah. ever said yeah. that probably didn't have cake that killed people? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's the worst line I've ever heard. <laughs> that's, that's a tease for uh, the villain in the finale, which is the, the famous Marvel villain, Killer Cake. Oh, um, Killer Cake. Yeah. Oh, that's what season I, three I, is. Frosting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I really, I really would like a villain named the Baker. Like, I just, oh. that would be great. <laughs> I rate Baker. <laughs> and then he's, I, his uh, gang of thugs are called the Baker's Dozen. Yes! Yes! yes. <laughs> oh, wow, great, because there's 13 like... of them. <laughs> just give me a comic, Marvel, I'll write it. I, I just want to break down this line further. Okay, cool. <laughs> the thing about having your cake and eating it too, whoever said that probably didn't have cake that killed people. <laughs> So you can't have your cake that kills people and eat it too. I, I, I think it still applies. If yeah. the cake did kill people, you still would be unable to have it and eat it too. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's true. The line is not only stupid; it doesn't make sense. It's a it is a really bad line. I didn't actually make a note of it. I uh, it's the like... only thing I wrote down. <laughs> I felt like the monologues were a little bit more clunky in this yeah. episode, yeah. and I felt that a lot there of the... There were so many of them. There were a yeah. lot of them in this episode. Yeah. But I find, uh, generally, I find the monologues, um, uh, or the, you know, the narration in Jessica Jones less obnoxious than in, say, something like X-Files, because it's very noir, and, yeah. and Jessica Jones is going for a noir feel. Whereas in some other stuff, it just doesn't fit in, like um, Quantum Leap, when we get a lot of Sam voiceovers, which is always very strange. Um, But yeah, I did notice that this week they were a bit too much. They weren't really saying much. Uh, They weren't needed. And it was a bit more clunky. But I think a lot of the the mother-daughter stuff was quite clunky in this episode, including, um, you know, which we'll get to later, the kind of thing where, you know, Oscar or, you know, Vito is rescued and um, we just get a lot of things of like, oh, well, it's still the mother, you know, you know, you never forget your mother and like, oh, it's a oh. mirror of Jessica and Alyssa. And it's a bit like, OK, I get it. And they they go back to this refrain a couple of times, like, is this how I get my mother back? And I'm like, wait, yeah, like as though as though there were she had ideas on how she would get her mother back. Yeah. Like, if they had set up something like, like they they talk about the dream thing, like if she's like, I keep having this dream where I get my mother back and everything's fine, but they don't do that. They just mm-hmm. there's just some lines that they throw out there that are don't they don't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, I it's I agree. Kind of like it's forcing this story further than it needs to 
go. Like, yeah. I think without those lines, it still would have been a, you know, it still would have been a pretty solid episode. Like, her dealing mm-hmm. with knowing her mother is alive. And yeah. her dealing with, like, all the issues her mother has. But those lines don't really add any value. Because yeah. that story yeah. doesn't need to be told. But also, I think the actresses are both strong enough that they don't need these this, these lines. Yeah. They can know what's going on in this. You know, they're strong enough to do it without uh, the narration. This, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love this show. It's a great show. But what it chooses to focus on and not focus on is just so astounding to me. <laughs> like, there's... <laughs> because, like, you guys were talking about it last um, app, app when... We were like, so does she know that her mother um, um, killed like her boyfriend? And I was very yeah. much in the camp that like, oh, I think I don't think she told her that. But like, it's just I couldn't remember. Out. It's just thrown out like haphazardly in, in I think it's this episode of the next one. Yeah, well, it's where she says like, um, uh, Alyssa says, oh, you you're nervous about me being around Oscar. And then Jessica says something like, yeah, because you murdered my last boyfriend in an alley or something like that. And like when I saw that scene again, I was like, oh, yeah, she did tell her. Because I, yeah. I honestly could not remember because I don't feel like it's that specifically is is not addressed. Oh, not at all. But I'm going to say, I mean, if she's worried that, you know, Alyssa might hurt her boyfriend, then, you know, this is why she needs Luke as a boyfriend because he's unbreakable. I mean, it's just another reason they need to get back together. OTP. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said last week, the reason I thought she had told her was just because I assumed everything in that episode was just her telling her what happened. So sure, I mean, it makes but sense. That, but that yeah. was the that was the only reason. It's because yeah. right, it's not like they said it. It's why we had the discussion on if she did or not. It really shouldn't be a question. We should either know as an audience yeah. she did or she didn't. I, I assumed yeah. she hadn't because I thought it would be a bigger deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was the one part. Didn't Alyssa say? can you ever forgive me? And Jessica said, no. And I'm like, yeah. is the boyfriend yeah. part included in that? Or is, or is this something uh, else? You can't tell if it's for Sterling or if it's for, you know, lying about being missing yeah. for, you know, being dead for 17 years or, you know, and then allowing Jessica to be adopted by a family that she didn't really get on with, you know. It's like Dorothy it's, and everything. And it's and if it's for all of that, even though we've seen Jessica be angry and hit her, I feel like it should have even been a bigger deal. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's last week. So this okay. week. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. So I just wanted to I just wanted to ask about the narration because I found it a bit a bit more clunky in this episode. Um yeah. and I, I think couldn't it was only work the out last why. one that I didn't mind. But yeah, this, okay. these ones I think were it was it was too many of them. Uh, <laughs> too many of them. <laughs> so uh, Trish arrives and um, is still pissed, obviously, about Jessica ending the investigation. Jessica uh, guesses that Trish is high, and that's kind of an ongoing thing through these two episodes. Is that she knows that Tr- you know she guesses that Trish is high and is worried about it and wants to call Trish's sponsor, um, but because um, then Alyssa breaks out of bed she can't really run after Trish. Um, so she's having to choose, you know, between her mom and her sister. So she feels, I think, a, an amount of guilt because she hasn't been there for her, her friend, as she says later, when, when her friend's fallen off the wagon. Yeah. I don't know if it I was... 
this scene, but she, Rachel Taylor said one word funny. I'm like, oh, she's not American. I forgot that. <laughs> she said one word funny. I was like, oh, okay. Was it a good day? Did she just say good day in the middle? It sounded like oh. people are dying. And I was like, oh. <laughs> one word that she said weird. See, I, I often forget she's Australian. Um, but it is it is funny when you hear like one word by oh. an actor and you realize oh yeah it was like when um there was Daredevil season one and there was a little promo for it and it was the conversation between Foggy and Matt and Foggy goes oh how was that girl last night and then Matt goes violent and I think me and Christine talked about it in the promo they obviously redubbed his line for the actual episode because in the promo he was he sounded like like he was from Downton Abbey. It sounded so <laughs> He's like, violence. And you're like, no, no, no New Yorker says violent. It was very strange. And then you kind of go, oh, yeah, he's English. I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, some of their accents are better than others. Uh, the Marvel so, Universe is littered with people with bizarre accents. <laughs> oh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm looking at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dormammu. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've come to make a bargain. <laughs> oh, if Dormammu is not back in the sequel, I'll be very sad just because I want to hear him saying Dormammu again because it's Seriously, hilarious. The best. <laughs> so uh, Oscar is putting the trash out and he sees the broken glass from Jessica's apartment. So he knocks on their door, on her door, and he asks her about it and about her bullet wound. And um, she's like, no, 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 don't worry. I've got this. I've got this, whatever. And he says he's worried about her. And we're like, oh, oh my God, they're actually in love. <gasps> oh, no. And then I we was, meet. I was waiting Son, for Son, all Oscar signs. Again. I was waiting what, for all signs mean? with uh, Oscar to be like, my life is so wonderful. Man, I love my I'm telling you. And I've got, I love my son, and I've got a new girlfriend, and I love to paint. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, I'm dead. Like, his life is such a ticking time bomb. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a dozen times where I was like, oh, here it goes. Here we go. (laughs) So, what, what do you guys think? Are you predicting he will die before the end of the series? Yeah, next week we'll be talking about, we'll be saying RIP <laughs> to Oscar. Because <laughs> oh, he's got everything he wants now at the end of this episode. Poor mm. Bill. I mean, either that or he's going to have to like abruptly move away. <laughs> like he's yeah. not. I, I you know, yeah, if he, here's the thing either he's dying or the kid's going to die and it's going to cause yeah. him to freak out and, and leave. Yeah. Justifiably. Yeah. Is there a get back with Sonya. villain? Is there a villain named Oscar in the comics? Hmm. Oh, maybe. Oh, you mean the baker? <laughs> the painter. <laughs> the baker's dozen. Yeah, the painter. <laughs> the artist. There is a yeah, there is a villain in Daredevil called Muse, and he does art inspired murders. And there was one um issue. He's a relatively new villain, but he's actually really creepy. He was only in it um, from a couple of years ago. And one of the murders he did was he did this massive, um, like, mural on a wall of blood. And um, and so they were like, oh, my God, they must have, like, completely, you know, drained someone's blood to do this. But because Daredevil's senses are so sharp, he could smell that it wasn't just one person's blood. It was, like, loads of different people's blood that he'd mm-hmm. murdered for this. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. 
And there was, um, I think another one he did was he killed a load of Inhumans, because obviously Inhumans in the comic, and made like a, a tableau of them, of their bodies, like all doing stuff. I can't remember what else he did, but he's quite cool. So Oscar could become him. Mules. Mm, pretty creepy. So, uh, right, so Oscar's going to die next week. Um, I'm going to write that down. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, so Jessica tries to text uh, Trish because she's feeling guilty, obviously, for not being there. But Trish does, in fact, ignore her text. Trish, what are you doing? This isn't going to end well. Nothing Trish does ever ends well, I've decided. <laughs> um, um, and I know I know we're not talking about Trish right now, but I do have to say one thing she does well is order, like, the most delicious-looking cheeseburger I've ever oh, seen in my no, life. Right? I had a oh. cheeseburger the other night, and that was nothing compared to this cheeseburger that she's eating. Oh, um, made me so hungry. <laughs> she's devouring that cheeseburger. But then I also think about how many times did they do this take, and then did they just have like a load of burgers for her to eat, and then so is this one all cold and gross by that point? Mm. So if that makes you feel any better, Brad. <sighs> Thanks no, a lot, I've Claire. <laughs> It's in it's in our contract. They have to be heated burgers. Yeah, <laughs> and they might it's a huge burger. And it's yeah. a huge burger, and she's halfway through it. So that's probably just all from the steaks. <laughs> uh, so then Jessica and Alyssa try and wake up Price by turning the shower on him. Apparently, he's pissed himself in the night. So yeah, if that made you feel better, Tammy. Uh, no, I was like, are they going to drown him? That'd be great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the tub. Drowns in his own yeah. pee. Jessica's like, no, no, mum, I won't let you kill him in a humane way, like snapping his neck. Let's drown him in his yeah. bed. <laughs> While he's passed Listen, out. He'll never know. It's just a little waterboarding. It's fine. It's enhanced interrogation. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you, Brad. No. <laughs> yeah, on the march. Oh, um... And I know it's more to do with Alyssa, but I just want to say, Tammy, did you notice she was wearing her awesome tree blouse yeah, again? I did. I did. I did. I thought that. I thought you would like that. Yeah, I really like that blouse. I really want I, it. Yeah, I want one as well. Need to get one. Um, then they go and eat breakfast. Is Oof. this an American thing, guys? Because no. what the fuck? They eat spaghetti with no. what they got in it? Jam and butter. First of all, yeah. why putting butter on your spaghetti? Why putting jam on your spaghetti? Why putting butter and jam together? What so the fuck? So they do say it's, she calls it breakfast spaghetti. Oh. And she says, that's not a thing. Still, wait, wait. She says, this is the only, this is what her mom used to make for her. And she says, what? mom, you still can't cook. So it's not, it's <laughs> not a thing. It's something that her mom had made up way back when. And Jessica probably never missed having <laughs> Listen, buttered butter noodles, fine. You you can put butter on noodles. That's fine. Yeah. That's a thing of people people eat. What the fuck happened? What <laughs> when you when you take that jam out and open it, what is going through your mind? But also, you guys don't really say jam, do you? You say jelly. There's no, both. it's two different There's, things. Yeah. Oh. So what's jam then, as opposed to jelly? Now I'm confused. Jam you call it the same has, thing? Jam is closer to like I believe, like a preserve. Like sometimes no. it'll have bits of fruit in it. Oh, oh okay. Nothing. It's... So it's like the difference between crunchy peanut butter and smooth peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The things you learn on Defenders podcast. I guess it's like, pro- I guess it's closest relation. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. 
That's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, I was just, I was so disgusted by this. I was like, yeah. I, also, I can't even deal with butter and um, jam together. That's, no. that's, no. That's so, psychotic. so gross. Like, yeah, exactly. It's horrible. It's, it's um, morally wrong. And they're kind of having this, like, nice little relationship moment. And then Jessica obviously says that if, um, you know, even if they managed, you know, even if neither of them ended up going to jail, and both managed to get away, then they still wouldn't have this nice mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. Um, which you can totally understand, but but when you see, like, Alyssa in these episodes, you know, in moments like this, and she's kind of calm and normal-ish, you know, and then you remember earlier in the series, oh, yeah, she totally, you know, ripped a guy apart in a van. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you can overlook <laughs> a little evil if it's your, if it's your mom. <laughs> she also Jam sleeps in the wind. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe it's because she hasn't got one of those little polystyrene you know, mannequin heads to put the wig on. I guess. I don't know. But sleeping in the wig, surely that wig's going to come off. If she's having night terrors enough that she gets up in the middle of the night, that wig's going to come off. We saw that easy she took like- it off. Maybe that's why she sleeps in it, though, in case she leaves the house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she doesn't want to be anyone's... during her night terrors. <laughs> no one's going to be bothered about seeing a bald woman walking around in New York. You know, it's New York. Everyone will be like, eh, whatever. So, you know, maybe it's just for her. I don't know. Um, so Jessica shows uh, Alyssa the, the ashes. They make a, a joke about maybe they belong to a Labradoodle Brad. I thought we might be sad at that. Mm, that's yeah that's very upsetting little, little dead labradoodle not good. so not good. but i thought at this i thought earlier in the series these were philip's ashes because Je- Je- i remember jessica saying don't tread on him and then she put the ashes in a bag didn't she but Alyssa takes these ashes and flushes them down the toilet yeah as, and then says closure as though she's flushing the fake Alyssa ashes down the toilet i didn't understand this because I was like, if it if it was Philip's ashes, that's kind of a heartless thing to do, you know. That's true. That's your but, son. Yeah, because that's what I thought, too. I was like, those are Philip's ashes. Because that's, that's who I thought ashes they were. Well, what you don't know is Philip is the baker. Oh! oh! Yeah. So, well, whoever's ashes, they're now down the loo. So, you know, whatever. And... She still wants to, um, obviously, Jessica's sort of arguing at this point because Alyssa wants to kill Price, but Jessica doesn't want to. And then Oscar calls Jessica to say that Sonia has kidnapped Vito and they drug Price again and they both leave for Sonia's place. And I like that Jessica kind of rolls her eyes because Alyssa immediately thinks that Jessica's going to drug her and then she drugs Price instead. uh, And when she sort of uh, looks like she's going to allow Jessica to drug her, Jessica kind of rolls her eyes and then drugs Price and said, and I'm like, well, yeah, you would assume that you were going to drug your psychotic mother. Yeah. Maybe her. The guy who's already drugged, like, because those drugs, the drugs were meant as a dosage for Alyssa to help her sleep. So I'm just like, I I don't like, that's a lot of drugs for Price. The guy hasn't even woken up in like two days (laughs) and let's just drug him some more before he's, he's gotten up. Well, he's going to have so much um, stuff in him to send him to sleep that he's also going to develop powers and he's going to become the sleepwalker. Oh. Which means he's just really sleepy all the time. 
<laughs> it's a bit like me, really. I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's my superpower. Uh, so they go out to try and find uh, Vito. And uh, Oscar meets them at Sonia's apartment. Uh, Jessica breaks in and the passports are gone, but so is Captain America. <gasps> oh, no. So we know what that means, that they've been kidnapped because Vito wouldn't go anywhere without his little Captain America. Yeah. Uh, what if um, Oscar and uh, Jessica get married and Jessica ends up adopting Vito and manages to introduce him to Captain America one day? Uh, Vito would die happy. He would die. And then Oscar would die and then Jessica would be free to get back with Luke. Yes. We'd all be happy. Exactly. <laughs> like we were talking about merchandising in one episode. Like, yeah, if this Captain America gets some of that money from for his merchandise... Uh-huh. That's it. That must be how he's funding his, you know, his little ragtag, you know, Avengers running around. Yeah. Because yeah. like none of the rest of them have money on his his team, do they? Because I mean, I can't even remember. Who, well, I guess yeah. I guess actually, T'Challa does have money. I was like, who else is on his team? Oh yeah, the King of Wakanda. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. <laughs> he probably has all the money. All of he it. probably has all the money. Yeah. Um, and they find out that they brought bus tickets. They're either going to Niagara or Montreal, and they manage to find the bus and pull it to a stop. Jessica pulls it to a stop with uh, Alyssa's help. I like the moment as well where Alyssa accidentally breaks the glass of the photo frame and kind of pulls the phases to go. Didn't mean to do that. I thought that was quite funny. Um, so they've managed to get Vito back. Hooray! And this is when we get these things about, you know, um, a mother and her child and all this. And to me, it's just a bit too on the nose. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's about Jessica and Alyssa. I know, I know. Uh, anyway. Could they talk to Vito's mom about her belt, too? Because <laughs> it's, it's oh, a little much. Her belt. Oh, it's a little much. Her What's whole, going on with yeah. her belt, Brad? Um. Her whole rig out is very questionable. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like her outfit at all. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. It's it's hard to tell, but it almost looks like she's got like a weird onesie with a giant belt and a yes. jacket over it. Yes. Look, she's running away to Peru via Montreal, Brad. <laughs> we haven't got time to stop and think about these things. Really? You just grab whatever you can. And her purple leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a good look. It's almost like her her onesie outfit looks like she's going to, like, a really crazy raven pajama party. But then she's wearing a big black belt over it with a gold medallion thing on the front. Yeah. And then throw on a purple leather jacket over it. I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's very bad. It's very, very bad. Like, I would think if you're... that leather jacket. Yeah, I would think if you're like you're running away with your child, you're gonna be like jeans, t-shirt, maybe best, you know, like some sneakers, <laughs> like oh, very low key. Incognito, and you wear like a long trench coat and a a hat yeah, and some dark not, glasses, like when the turtles were in disguise. Uh-uh, not uh, not sleepover club wear. I don't. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's very questionable. <laughs> <laughs> so. um then uh, Jessica and Alyssa arrive back at Alias and Oscar says that Jessica and Alyssa are similar. And because uh, Alyssa, um, you know, she might be on the run, but she helped him get his son back. So whatever 
Jessica needs, he will provide. And he's not just talking about sex. Um, and then he holds her hand. So you guys like, oh, no, they're falling in love. Oh. Yeah, let the death countdown begin. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to make it out of this episode. Really? There's a like, yeah. he looks over at the doorway and there's just the Grim Reaper standing there and he's like, hey, Oscar, come here. Come here, Oscar. Come yeah. Over here. Yeah. I, mean, I saw him. I don't know what, I don't know about the, when you watched the episode, but I saw that Grim Reaper. <laughs> like you fell in love uh, with the main character you're destined to die oh no <laughs> your okay. name isn't Luke Cage though. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh I hope so because then Claire's going to get killed in uh, Luke Cage did I say that out loud <laughs> I'm sorry never, never. what is Claire the purpose forever. of you Claire in these shows now what is your purpose apart um, from having your purpose room? is to be the best no I disagree Misty Knight is so much better. Mm. Got a robot arm, Brad. Mm. And Claire doesn't even have awesome hair anymore like she did in Daredevil. This is how we judge these things, Brad. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this is where we find out that, that Jessica knows about um, Alyssa killing Sterling. And Jessica says she understands why Alyssa gave her up and she can forgive her for that thing. Um, and then we get a kind of echo of season one, I think, of Jessica Jones when... Um, remember the episode where Kilgrave, like Jessica was like, or oh, maybe I can, you know, rehabilitate Kilgrave. And he's like, I want to use my powers for good. I want to save people. And then, you know, they tried it and Jessica realizes, yeah, it's not going to work. We sort of get Alyssa do that here where she's like, Hey, I liked saving people. I want to yeah. do that. You know? And it's like, eh, we've seen that she can barely control herself and yeah. sometimes like not at all. So it's obviously not going to work. Um, so because of that, uh, you know, Jessica goes into the bathroom. Price wakes up and um, Jessica wants to convince him. Uh, but Alyssa still wants to kill, oh, yeah. uh, kill she Price. Really and she cites kill Jessica killing Kilgrave. And she's like, hey, you killed Kilgrave. And Jessica's like, yeah, that was self-defense. And he was going to kill lots and lots of people. And her mom's like, yeah, this is the same thing. It's like, no, no, it's really not. So um, uh, Price agrees to the truth with Jessica, but not with Alyssa. And while Alyssa's listening, uh, Jessica calls Detective Costa and tells him that she's there. And um, obviously is quite upset about it. Uh, and then Alyssa and Jessica get into a fight. And that gets pretty brutal when she's about to, like, I don't know, shove Jessica's head through the floor or whatever she was going to do. Yeah. Yeah, I thought for sure this during all of this, I thought this would be a perfect time for uh, uh, this old supervisor to just pop right outside and see what's going on <laughs> in the hallway and just get taken out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's going on? Ah! Hey, ah! Dead. Oh, no. I was sure of it. <laughs> you got the bloodlust, Brad. Um, I, he's going down. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Uh, so Jessica, the second time we've seen Jessica just close the doors, thinking, "Oh, no one knows that I'm doing something sneaky behind these." Yeah, doors. Right. I'm like, Jessica, this is like you spoke to the cop into the door frame where your mom was standing. You know she could hear you, right? Like, just text the guy at that point. Like, yeah, this is yeah. yeah. 
yeah, she could have done this better. Um, and then Jessica begs uh, Alyssa to give herself up to the cops, and then finally Alyssa does. So next episode, we open with uh, Alyssa's in the jail. So Jessica is there with Jerry waiting to speak to her. And I felt really bad for Jessica because she obviously sees her mum in chains and she starts to cry. She's quite emotional. And I thought, yeah, that must be horrible, you know, because no matter what, it's still your mum. Um, can we talk? OK, when in the very opening of this episode, when um, they're walking her down the hallway. Yes. One of the guards is this old man that looks like Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Randy Newman. <laughs> I just—he's gonna like, sing a song about it. I'm like, what? Um, who, who is this guy? <laughs> and starring Randy Newman as Bob, the security Bob guard. Bob, he's got no reason. <laughs> <laughs> All my songs sound the same. Randy is, is Newman. It the guy, is it the guy behind her to the like, yeah. left? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Randy Newman. <laughs> I'd love it if we just got a little cameo by Randy Newman. You know. It would be great. I, Instead I, of Stanley, it's did. all Randy He's Newman. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do get a cameo by Stan Lee um, in this episode. I don't know if you guys saw it. Or in the last episode, I should say. Uh, so this is when we meet Officer Dale Holiday, the head of security at, at the prison. And I was like, already he seems like a dick. And um, Jessica's obviously really angry at the conditions that Alyssa's been kept in. And um, so is always already sort of butting heads with uh, with him. And this is where we find out about the deal where if uh, Alyssa agrees to a full confession and to give up Carl, she'll get to stay in this prison um, and have visitations, visitation rights so Jessica can visit her, or she's going to be in solitary confinement on the raft. Um, um, but Alyssa doesn't want the deal. Uh, so wants to see her go to the raft just so we can see the raft. I, it would be a much more low-budget version of the raft, yeah, I think, in, than it was in... Yeah, I think it, it, you wouldn't get the... Uh, you'd maybe get the reused footage from Civil War of it appearing, you know. Or they'd have like a little tiny model of it and it would be in a bathtub, <laughs> which would kind of be adorable. Um, I'm kind of putting Alyssa's stuff in with Jessica only because it's the two of them so much in this ep- in these episodes. So if you guys have anything to say about Alyssa as well, then obviously feel free. Um, so Jessica leaves the prison with Jerry and um, uh, Trish calls Jessica to ask about the killer. And then she admits, yeah, I have fallen off the wagon. Um and then uh, we uh, we cut to Jessica sitting with Trish and Malcolm, and she's told them the truth about her mum. Yeah. And at this point, Trish takes it a lot better than I thought she would because she's sort of standing up for Jessica, but Malcolm is not happy. No, Malcolm is a little over-the-top angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, he might still have these drugs in his system from last episode, you know. He's got a lot going on. Yeah. Uh. Meh. And he, Trish and he's has a lot going Trish. on, and she's yeah. calmer. So true. Yeah, Trish is. Quite I don't like that she calls. Yeah. I know we're not talking about Trish yet, but I don't. I don't like that she calls Malcolm Mal. I don't like no, it. the only person who can get away with the name Mal is Captain Mal Reynolds on the Firefly. Exactly. Yeah. No other. Otherwise, than that you're Malcolm. You're not Mal. Um, and uh, this is when Jessica guesses that 
Trish and Malcolm have set together, which is kind of funny because I like the idea of them trying to lie to her. She's a private detective. Like, this is what she does. And she just guesses straight away. She's like, oh, yeah, you've totally set together. Yeah. Um, and uh, she finds all about the inhaler and because of that sends Trish away because obviously Trish can't be really be in the vicinity with Alyssa because Alyssa wants to kill Trish. So it probably won't be that healthy. Um, so what's the night next time we see Jessica is when she's, she gets the call from Oscar and then he consoles her on her, her mum being taken away. And I love this moment where she goes to leave. She's like, cause she takes her boots off and then he calls, calls up and she's like, Oh yeah, I'm going out anyway. And puts her boots back on and then goes to leave. And then he just comes out of the, the lift and yeah. then hugs her. she starts crying. I thought that was it's absolutely so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, you know, he just gives her a hug. He doesn't want anything else. It's just, it's just very sweet. And then he's like, I'm going to go live my life now. Bye. And the elevator just <laughs> plummets beneath him. Oh, no. He's like living a constant uh, Final Destination situation. <laughs> he's in the lift. And then a, a guy with a box of hooks gets in the lift. Isn't that how the, the death in Final Destination happens uh-huh. in the lift? They end up getting their head chopped off or something. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> so Jessica goes to visit Jerry and then tells her that Alyssa is going to confess and hand over Carl, but she needs a delay. Um, and then uh, uh, she meets Jessica meets Shane. And immediately Jessica is very skeptical because, again, yeah. she's a private detective. You can't bullshit her. Um, and particularly as he's so super vague about the details, he's just like, oh, I don't know how long I was there. Or whatever, man. You know, he's so shifty. And... Um, and then Jessica goes to visit Alyssa and they're talking about the vacation in Monte, Montevideo. Is that how you say it? If, um, you know, if they manage to to get this deal, Jessica's obviously lied to Alyssa and said, oh, yeah, you know, if you stay at this prison, they'll totally let you out for vacation with me. That's not going to happen. Um, but she's obviously trying to get her her mum to to confess and everything. And then we hear the story about when Jessica was little, they stayed in, as Alyssa calls it, a hooker hotel. Yeah. Where the rooms were called Honeymoon Heaven, Tiki Hideaway, and Paradise Suite. And seeing as Alyssa says she loved Paradise Suite, we see it later. It's really not all that. No. I, Maybe I she just loves it because says... she marries Carl there, but, you know. So I, I, I love that she says um, the, she liked it because it was cheap. <laughs> like, I just love <laughs> that we're seeing, like, Jessica's parents were, like, maybe some real shady characters. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take my kids to this weird like prostitution hotel because it's a little cheaper. Yeah, they liked it, you know. Whatever. Um, we get, I mean, all through this season as well, it's just shitting on a uh, on a uh, Brian Jones, you know, about what a terrible father he was and a terrible oh. husband and stuff. I feel like that's all they do. And then in this one, we find out he was a bad driver as well. Um, it was all about control so, for him. It's like, oh, okay, I think he was which just is driving. Why, <laughs> yeah, which is why Alyssa's like, um, you know, so anti-control, I guess. The only, um, the only so, thing he, the only thing he ever really felt um, he had full control over was his baking. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Season three, the baking. Hang on a sec. Well, I did say I had a feeling where they might go with season three, and you guys have got it, and. Now I've got egg on my face because you've guessed it before we reach the end of the season. <laughs> ho hum. <laughs> Uh, so Jessica then gets the idea about the Paradise Suite and goes and finds Carl. 
um, and she wants him to go to a country of no extradition so that when um, Alyssa confesses, it won't be able to hurt him. And then obviously she won't go off the deep end because he's he's been caught or anything like that. And I was thinking, does that would that work? Like, I guess I guess it does. But like, where could he go? Yeah, where are these countries that don't have extradition? Well, I'm guessing, would it be like an Edward Snowden deal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You go to Russia. There's there's a couple of places you could go. I mean, not a lot, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Will, are you the baker? (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Get my measuring cup and my special. (laughs) (laughs) What measuring cup have never sounded so sinister? (laughs) um and we get a bit about their wedding because Alyssa carried carl over the threshold that did make me laugh (laughs) because oh they're such a weird couple (laughs) like this guy in particular carl he's such a weirdo like it's mm, so creepy their marriage uh so jessica takes a photo of carl for the the passport and then tells him to pack his things um and then Carl reveals that he has no idea who Shane is. Were you guys like, oh, is that the first time you sort of realized? Or did you realize from Jessica's sort of reaction to Shane? Um, it's hard to say because, like, I just, I could see, uh, I don't know. I couldn't see someone having healing powers. It didn't seem like that was the kind of superpower that, sh- that uh, Carl was doing. So it didn't make any sense for him to have a healer. Yeah, felt uh, healing feels kind of out of place in this. Yeah, for some reason. You would think that Carl would keep hold of him if he created yeah. a healer and use him to heal uh, Alyssa. Yeah, or, or something like, because like, where are all? How many other people were part of these projects? How many other people were superpowered because of what IGH did? Because yeah. we don't really have a scope on that, and it. As far as we know, it's only three. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like this huge amount of people that he would have. We would know what Carl knows. You know, we would know like all these people about or or that we would know about all these people or that there are a lot of people and we don't. And so I just found it weird. Like this random dude is a healer and he's in prisons and he's in like, you know, in just like a regular system. And no one's doing it. IGH isn't even trying to stop it. Yeah. Um, I I don't think I had figured it out, but I was glad to hear it. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in a bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. So Oscar prints a new passport for Carl. And uh, and then uh, Trish knocks at the door and speaks to Jessica. Jessica defends Alyssa to Trish. Because Jessica is starting to defend her mum more and more at this point. You know, she's starting to care about her. Now she's in prison, I guess. And tells Jess to let it, uh, tells Trish to let it go. Um, and then that makes Trish realise that Jessica knows where Carl is. Yeah. Uh, but Jessica walks away. Um, then Jessica... Kinda, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, I like this whole thing with Trish and Jessica because... I mean, I know that Trish is just after all of this for her own benefit, but at the same yeah. time, she's she does understand to some extent defending your mother, even though yeah, you don't like what she does because they just because of the relationship with her and her mom. Yeah, they both got completely messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I yeah, exactly. But I think Trish as well, like her, she's all messed up anyway. Like her perception yeah. 
because of being on these drugs. And I mean, we get a lot of mention of um, her jealousy as well. And obviously she's split up with Griffin and, you know, all this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, she's let that, that fine, uh, you know, that catch Griffin get away. Ugh. I'm just saying, you know, compared to Malcolm, Griffin, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so Jessica wakes up, Oscar, the passport has been processed. I like that we just see Jessica really quickly finish this game of chess. It's just like a nice little neat detail that shows kind of how smart she is. Mm-hmm. She just kind of, did you guys notice that? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little detail. Um, and then uh, Oscar wants to know if he and Vito are part of Jessica's future. And Brad's like, you've got no future. You're going to die any second. <laughs> uh, Jessica um, gets a text and goes to sleep, but she kisses him first. Yeah. I did think, because, like, we have this story about how Oscar was in prison and, you know, he's trying to be sympathetic toward, toward the mom. But really what I got out of the story is I'm like, okay, this guy was in prison where he was only allowed to see his kid once a month. How does he have yeah. full custody of Vito right now? I, I don't his know. His mom what showed up has... to court in that belt. That's uh, yeah. Because I'm like, what did she <laughs> do? We're, we're not to lose to that custody. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, she's definitely lost custody now because she tried to kidnap Vito. But well, yeah, yeah, what yeah. did she do before this? She must have done something horrific. Yeah. But we don't find out what it is, or do we? Oh. Maybe we find out that. Sonia is actually the villainess. The belt! (laughs) The belt? Her power comes from her belt. She throws it at people. Um, So Jessica goes to the She immediately loses her powers. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's true. I didn't think that's true very much. Ah, I've got a powerful belt. I throw it at you. Oh, no, my powers are gone. (laughs) Very short-lived. Didn't even Uh. last one issue of a comic. Uh, so Jessica <laughs> goes back to the jail uh, and is told that Alyssa has signed the paperwork. And this is where she tells uh, uh, Jerry that Shane is a fraud. And she, like, bless Jessica, she feels really bad about it. Yeah. She doesn't well, want to tell her. For a second, I thought she wasn't going to tell her. And I'm like, Jessica, you have to tell yeah, her. Right. Like, <laughs> what's happening? That would be horrific if she didn't tell her. Oh, my word. We're just like, what's happening? So... Jessica visits Alyssa. Alyssa has these new handcuffs. Um, we obviously know why. And Jessica uh, managed to sneakily tell Alyssa that she has a new passport for Carl and then notices the burns on Alyssa's arms. We can actually talk about the thing with Alyssa and Dale now in prison, I guess, because that's really the only scene we've had with Alyssa that we we sort of haven't covered that isn't with Jessica. But the fact that he's, like, electrocuting her with those things and he's, like, forcing her to eat the food... Yeah. And like she has a lot of self controls. It seems we've seen how quickly she loses control to last as long as she does before uh-uh. you know, kind of fighting back. Um because, you know, that must have been pretty hard for her because we've seen, you know, even if a baby's crying, she, you know, destroys a piano. Um but uh yeah, Dale is is pretty horrible. And um Jessica notices Dale watching and then kind of becomes suspicious that it's something to do with him. And then tells Alyssa to stay put. Uh, then the next time we see Jessica is when she's in the car and she calls a woman who worked with Dale previously. And this is when she finds out that he was fired for multiple prisoner suicides. Yeah. That's not good. You would think the woman on the other end would be like more like, why the hell are you giving this guy an award? Uh, 
what the hell? But it seems like she's quite calm, like, you, or, or like Jessica will react more, even in this character that Jessica's playing. It was a very weird conversation. Because once she finds out about, you know, um, he was fired and stuff, like Jessica's still like, well, you know, uh, I just want to know we're giving it to a nice man. Can you tell me more about him? It's like, no. It's a, it's a really odd reaction, I feel like. Um, so then Dale leaves his house and Jessica enters his apartment. And this is when she finds all the trophies and deer heads everywhere and gun magazines. What a and prince. Did you see the old timey sewing machine? <laughs> no. <laughs> like I didn't know whose apartment this was. I was thinking for a second that she got into the wrong apartment. Because okay, she goes apartment. through the window. Yeah. And um the first thing that like she kind of like sees when she goes well not she, she doesn't see it I guess but oh. she goes to the window and there's yeah. like this old timey sewing machine next to the window yeah. and I'm like what is Ooh. that and then like you see the weird uh what is this wallpaper and the curtains the old lady curtains and <clears throat> the old timey wall stripe wallpaper it yeah. reminded me of Carousel of Progress in the Rumpus Room. I mean, it just—it's <laughs> nice. it's like the whole place. I'm just like, whose apartment is she in? Whose house is she in? Yeah. It's weird because we find out that he's living in his grandfather or his grandparents' house, but I'm like, dude, dude, redecorate! Like, this is just even creepier. Yeah, you know, like he's not changed a thing. It's just, oh, it's it's really weird. I don't like it. And then oh, she, what, the first, what, oh, go on, go on, go on. What creeps me out is when she's going through the drawers and he's got all these documents like perfectly yes. like yes. set out. I'm like, oh, so no. if the, you the, have most, the tidiest documents I've ever seen, oh, I, I don't trust anybody that's got paperwork yeah. that's that that's that tidy. No, no. that's me either. I'm gonna go tonight <laughs> now because I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, first you're gonna put away your measuring cups. <laughs> <laughs> Will, is your paperwork this tidy? As tidy as the paperwork in this I love doing paperwork and I love organizing. (laughs) Shut up now. (laughs) I love organizing. At one point, I owned a filing cabinet. um, And I had things in file folders. But they weren't just like stacked in perfect neat stacks in a drawer. Yeah. It, it, it weirds me out. I feel like this is the kind of thing my sister would do because she is really into her organizing as well. Now I worry that this is how her documents on dog walking and stuff look at her house. Oh. I'd be very weirded out. Sorry, Will, if I ever come <laughs> to your house, I'll be a bit scared. And the first time I, um, I watched this episode, I completely missed how she worked out they were in this bearhead i thought she was just like oh i wonder what's in this bearhead and like picked it <laughs> up but i i completely missed the fact that she sees that it's obviously been moved on the wall because yeah. it's uh you can see where it's been moved and um lifts it off the wall and then oh the fact that he's got all these these like patches is so oh. creepy yeah. like the whole thing the whole thing of like trophies anyway of you know killers keeping trophies and i've listened to too many episodes of my favorite murder and sword (laughs) and scale um podcast but that just creeps me out as well like keeping something from the body or something to do with it you know it's just like oh i mean 
it's creepy enough animal heads trophies of of like non-humans that that you're keeping around for of things you've murdered uh, mm-hmm. but then like oh he also he also has trophies of humans cool cool yeah. cool cool it's yeah it's oh yeah i don't like it it creeps me out um so this is when dale comes back in without jessica knowing and sprays uh, pepper spray in her face in her eyes and starts beating the crap out of her with his truncheon and she manages to obviously grab it in in self-defense and slams it back against him but obviously being super strong far stronger than him totally cracks his skull and he lies on the ground presumably dead and what's sad is she she can't really see and so like she just swings it out it's not even like she probably meant to hit him necessarily in the head she just was trying to get him to stop Ugh. Mm-hmm. yeah what creeps me it's... out is that he's doing that thing that murderers like to do um and he's like you attacked me in my home self-defense self-defense i'm killing oh, yeah. you self-defense yeah yeah oh. oh horrible yeah uh so poor jessica what do you think what are your predictions for next week as to what's gonna happen oh yeah, I have no she's, idea. She's Will dead. we be seeing Dale's body flying into the sea next week, like Simpsons <laughs> did? <laughs> oh, please! Amazing. I hope so. <laughs> well, she wasn't supposed they to. Just, be there. They scan over that ocean, and it's just bodies. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot we haven't seen of Jessica. <laughs> what did you say, Will? I was saying that yeah, she was defending herself, but she probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. So I don't know how that looks. She broke into it. Yeah, and also, I mean, if people find him and she says, "Oh, I was defending myself," um, you know, she's already been in so much trouble. I don't think they're going to believe her. You know, she keeps being found at the site of bodies. You know, and um, obviously her mum's now in jail as well. But I, I don't think they'd believe it. I think it would be like, oh, like mother, like daughter. Yeah, Carl Costa. I mean, oh, I could she just leave Costa. and pretend she was never there? <laughs> like, <laughs> and she better, like, wipe <laughs> down where <laughs> <on> her <laughs> Starts backing out of the place very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Whistling. <laughs> uh, any other notes on Alyssa or Jessica? Because we might, might as well do Alyssa in as well. Like, what do you? How do you think this? this how is this story going to resolve itself? Um, now I. Because I know you've said you don't want to see Jessica kill Alyssa. No, I don't. I'm wondering if if um, Alyssa and Carl just run away, <laughs> which I don't want actually to happen either. I want Carl dead. Like I still think he's <laughs> a terrible person. I, you know, I know he's trying to like act like oh well he saved their lives and it's like no, and I still think that Alyssa, especially because of her mental instability that we keep seeing, like mm-hmm. she easily could be brainwashed by Carl. And I just, uh, I just, I hate the two of them together. It's just yeah. not good. I think Alyssa has yeah. to disappear somehow. Cause there's no way she can be yeah. around and be that unstable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then if Carl's to die, she's going to lose it. You know? Yeah. But then, you know, maybe Jessica would have to take her down. That would be really sad. It would be, but I, uh, you know. I hope that doesn't happen, wink. <laughs> or maybe not wink. Maybe I'm winking. Maybe I'm not. 
<laughs> uh, let's talk about Jerry next. So we start off where, um, well, you guys said last week you didn't know how Jerry and Inez were going to react the next morning after this sort of sexual transaction, I think, as we were saying. Um, and we were saying that maybe, you know, Jerry would just be like, right, OK, time to get out. Or Inez would be, you know, kind of the same way. But when we find them, they're kind of all lovey-dovey. Yeah, and Jerry's talking about going on vacation, which I was like, that's weird, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry wants uh, Inez in her future, something that Tammy also, you know, wants in the future of the show. No. <laughs> nope. Oh, dear. And we find out the, the tattoo means good luck in Japanese, because um, I couldn't remember if you found that out or not. And they both acknowledge that they are both users and are used to using people. And obviously that will come up later, um, which is is very sad. And we'll get to Jerry's scene later. So Inez obviously hasn't grown on you in this episode, Tammy. Nope, not at all. Your new favorite character in I the really, MCU. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, it's just like, I, it just was kind of like grossed out by their little relationship. Like, and it seems so uncharacteristic of Jerry, even though she's going through all these things. So obviously there's going to be some changes in her decision making. It still mm-hmm. seemed very uncharacteristic. I feel like Jerry's behavior later when she says, you know, to Jessica and she thanks Jessica at the prison. And she's like, oh, I have changed. And, you know, I'm I'm different now. And that that felt uncharacteristic to me. But I guess that that's how much of an impact like this, you know, healing, supposed healing had on her. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute anyway. So uh, Jerry is, yeah, looking all loved up. She's going to get healed. She's got a, a new girlfriend, supposedly, who she wants in her future. She's feeling great, you know, and obviously we know things are going to go bad as they do later in the episode. So the next time we see Jerry is, uh, I think, when they're commenting, Inez is commenting on Jerry's clothes, and Jerry yeah. says comments on the fact that she always wears black, um, black for life, and uh, the last time she wore yellow was at a funeral when she was eight, which was quite funny. And then Trish arrives at the door and is super intense and wants info from Inez on IGH, and she wants to put her on the radio. Um, Trish Jerry is also is very protective of Inez. Sorry. 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 Trish is also dressed like a lion tamer. <laughs> yeah, oh, just for the record. Her, yes, her, she uh, is. her ringmaster. Uh, yes. Yeah, when she went to her audition later, I was like, maybe you should have left the lion tamer or the, sorry, yeah. the uh, ringmaster coat at home, Trish. It's a very strange coat. That is the same note I have. Yeah, it's a, why does she look like some kind of ringmaster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Um, so Jerry is very protective of Inez and doesn't want uh, Trish talking to her. Uh, so then later, Jerry meets Shane outside of the, the jail, and he's pretty ungrateful that uh, she got him out and says, yeah, okay, I'll heal you, but first I need a Chick-fil-A. And I was like, well, that's why we know this guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, Jerry's a fucking monster. Um, yeah. Like, Oh, Brad, you don't feel bad for her at all in this episode? I Come know. On, Brad done i am why's why your heart made of stone brad um i i i lost uh, i lost it for her when it's like oh i don't i don't care about the suffering of of this guy um i i'm i'm a wealthy yeah. powerful lawyer so i'm just gonna have him heal me no matter the no matter the consequences for him 
oh, yeah. it's going to kill him sooner? Fine. I'm cool with it. Yeah, because I want to live longer. Like, yeah. like this, this is some fucking class warfare bullshit. And I say, fuck Jerry, she gets what she deserves. <laughs> Take her down. Whoa! Brad. Although I feel like just taking the stuff in her home, it's upsetting, but yeah, <laughs> it really is not taking her down that much. Trashing she's her. got so much fucking money, yeah. it doesn't even matter. I don't yeah. think she's uh, as upset about the stuff being no, taken. No, no, she's, she's upset that Inez is gone and that her... But that's, that's what's weird gone. to me. Like, this whole relationship with Inez is too bizarre and it's it doesn't yeah. make any sense. No. I think and maybe I, part of it, and I'm not just um, defending Jerry, because Jerry is a very selfish and horrible person. But oh, yeah, she, she I think <laughs> with her finding out about her diagnosis, obviously, you know, and even Foggy says to her, no one goes through this alone. And no matter how strong Jerry's trying to appear, she's probably thinking about how she is all alone. And sure. she might be thinking of the fact, might be bringing up memories of her, her you know, the fact that her wife is, is dead. Her, uh, she lost her girlfriend because her girlfriend got framed for murder. You know, um, all this kind of thing. Um, I can I only mean, think about that. Yeah, she's in desperate times. I understandable. She is going through horrible things. But you make the the point when she gets to the point of like, yeah, the guy's like, listen, um, if I do this for you, this takes years off of my life. And she's like, um, don't give a fuck. Uh, my 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 wealthy privileged um uh, unnatural exist um extension of my life is more valuable than your life that yeah. is some that's some class warfare bullshit and i say fuck the wealthy <laughs> i also send him back to jail if he doesn't agree yeah i know yeah, exactly that's yeah, what i yeah. think is crazy well i mean I'm that's like, not crazy it's very hurt that all of those things that we're talking about, yeah. that makes sense for her character. This shit with Inez. Yeah. Absolutely. And actually the fact that she's falling for the this whole thing about him being a healer, I am shocked by that. I'm shocked that she yeah. fell for it. I'm shocked that she's wanting this weird relationship with Inez. Like, all of that stuff is not her at all. The, the stuff where she's terrible and she's saying, like, I'll send you back to jail and I don't care if it, it I don't care if it kills you. Like, that stuff, that makes all the sense to me for her character. Yeah. It's yeah, very bizarre. The fact that she believes that this guy can heal, then you would think even more so that she would have called up Danny. Exactly. <laughs> like, hey, chiefest, um, yeah. come because in and heal me. It, it actually took a lot for her to get this guy out of jail. Like she makes it well, seem I like I can't even nothing. remember if Jerry knows that he's the Iron Fist, does she? I can't even remember. These wow. okay, the one percenters heal heal yourselves. One percenters can heal themselves. <laughs> uh, leave everyone else alone, or you're gonna be first to the guillotine. And obviously, yeah. you're including Danny in the one percenters, yeah, yeah, yeah. One percents can heal each other. Like, go to your island of one percents, heal each other, do whatever the fuck you do. So we mean <laughs> like, you, Danny, and you, Doctor Strange. Go on, yeah. Uh, yeah. Off you go. I mean, like, uh, you know, I, listen, we all enjoy these superhero things, but, you know, all, all these superhero fictions are just weird fascist power trips to begin with. Yeah. Like, so you've always got to look at this with a little bit of, of an eye that it's it's not really 
no matter how enjoyable these things are, they don't necessarily paint a great moral picture. But then there's times oh, where yeah. it really seeps through. Yeah, I mean, you can't, like, a lot of the character, I mean, like, Punisher, you know, is like a anti-hero. But, I mean, he's he's absolutely psychotic. Yeah. I mean, you know? the, the, whole, the whole idea of, like, you know, the good guys are going to, you know, we're going to beat up the bad guys or kill the villains are, you know, be be law and order unto ourselves as vigilantes is troubling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in real life, this is this is why this is fiction, because yeah. in real life, like when you get those real superheroes, like what's the what's the guy, the real superhero Phoenix? What's his name? Do you know the one I mean? Hmm. I can't remember. Is he somewhere in the States? And like he just goes around and like uh, dresses as a superhero and like, you know, I don't know, helps old ladies across the road and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. if you were having someone who was being a vigilante and, you know, running around and beating people up, it would be like it is in Kickass where he gets stabbed and, you know, almost dies. I mean, and then yeah. Kickass kind of, you know, kind of loses reality later on in the film. But, you know, or you'd be in prison because there's something right. fundamentally wrong with you. Yeah. You you can't you can't you can't choose to enact violence on people. Well, if you, you guys want to watch a, a good film that sort of does that, is um, the film Super. Have you guys ever seen that film? No. Yeah, it's by James Gunn with um, Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah, it's it's by James Gunn who did Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's Rain Wilson and Ellen Page. And Rain Wilson is like this kind of sad sack guy who decides to become a, uh, a vigilante called the Crimson Bolt. And his weapon of choice is a wrench. And at one point, you know, he kind of attacks this guy for cue jumping and he hits him in the face with a wrench. And this guy is like, got like a broken nose and possible brain injury, you know, and it's like, yeah. And then he has to kind of run away because the police come to arrest the, you know, the Crimson Bolt. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly how it would, it would happen. Yeah. And keep in mind, Jerry got this guy out because like he had been, he'd been held up in jail forever. Like, I don't even remember what. He was necessarily in jail for, but it had been forever, and he had, didn't had a he had a shitty lawyer because that's what the fucking like the class system does. Like yeah. the wealthy can get away with whatever the fuck they want. They can like buy people and like eat years of their life if they want to. But like if you're like just some asshole that committed some crime, like you will, and you don't have the money to like buy your fucking justice, you will rot in jail forever because the and system I- doesn't give a fuck. And I think from a writing standpoint, like that is the story that they're trying to tell is they're not trying to make us feel bad for Jerry because she's, you know, this guy, he's rotting in jail because he doesn't have a good lawyer. And Jerry is every episode is just forcing the issue that, yeah, you have no money and I do and you have nothing and I do. So it's not like they've. I, I, and I know not not that Brad that you're saying this, but it's not like from a story standpoint they're trying to make her <laughs> right feel li- like we should feel bad for her because of that. It's just you know, th- in fact, they're doing exactly what you're saying. They're showing yeah. exactly how terrible the system is, which, which is great. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, yeah, sucks. absolutely. It, yeah, yeah, it just sucks because I like this character, and I'm like, I think I'm done now. I don't know if there's like redeeming this character. I love the character of Jerry and the fact that she is like, she is a monster. She really is. Um, I think Carrie Ann Moss just, she's so so good in the role. And it's not like she makes her, you know, like 
um, a likable character because she's not, but she's really compelling to watch. And it's yeah. like a few characters that I've mentioned before that I've found really interesting in the shows that it shouldn't necessarily be characters that I would say are among my favorite characters because of the type of character they are, but I just find them so great to watch. Yeah. yeah. Like I really liked Simpson and I think a lot of that is the, the portrayal by, by the actor and with Carrie Ann Moss, like Jerry, I think a lot of it is Carrie Ann Moss's portrayal of Jerry. I just think she's so good in this role. Um, you know, the writers don't have to try and make these characters likable and the stuff they do is monstrous, but they're just really kind of fascinating to watch. So we get the scene where Jerry is going to be healed and Shane is searching for the sickness with his hands and Jerry starts to cry. Like didn't she feel wants- a thing, Brad. <laughs> she wants what? Mm. She wants to believe it so bad. I mean, which yeah. obvi- why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to believe it? Because there's you have no hope. You mm-hmm. have nothing. I mean. <laughs> but uh it, it was interesting cuz actually at the end of that scene, I wasn't sure if we were supposed to know if she got healed or not. Uh-huh. I wasn't clear. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's just cuz she felt something and that's yeah. I I like that they say that because I'm like alternative medicine you know like where people have oh, things yeah. like reiki yeah. and all this and they say well i felt something it's like well yeah because you wanted to yeah. yeah you know you can the mind you know mind over matter and everything you you can convince yourself you feel any you know you feel anything this is the problem this is why you can look for patterns and things that aren't there and this is why I, you know, I, I, I'm so, I'm very disgusted by people that, you know, that say that they're psychics and just prey on people who are emotionally vulnerable after, you know, say just losing someone and just do these guesses and then uh, and throw out vagities and, and these poor people just see patterns in, in what this person's saying because they want to believe so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was kind of a, a bit of nice kind of commentary i guess on that sort of thing um yeah the next time we see jerry is when she's putting her makeup on in the mirror and she sort of flexes her hand and i you know we guess that uh, she's feeling better um and this is when she has the talk with inez about being in her future i think i think it's them and i mean we talked a bit about jerry's sort of later scenes but the main two we get in this episode is when Jessica tells her, you know, that Shane is a fake and obviously Jerry doesn't want to believe it and is in super in denial and gets quite annoyed. But when Jessica leaves, she sort of has her head against the doorway. And I think she realizes then. Yeah. That it's probably true. Um, and then that scene where she gets home and everything is gone from that apartment, like everything. They took and the mirrors off that- the wall. She, they took everything, like, oh my word. Like, I don't know and how they got everything. Like, I don't, yeah. like... How did they get it out of this apartment block? block? And also without anyone noticing, because... Yeah, no security You there. know, <laughs> like, no doorman, like, no one? Like, what the hell? Oh, but, um... We're moving out, um, just don't mind us. We're, uh, we're moving an entire apartment in two hours, just so you know. We're gonna have a lot of people in and out. Like, I... I mean, because they had to have, like, a team of people yeah. moving all this. <laughs> My question is, like, 
Um, like, how did the scheme begin? Because the first time we see this dude in the jail, like, how did how did he know the plan? Yeah. <laughs> like, what what kind of long con setup was this? Well, did did Inez ring him beforehand? Yes, yeah, so I was thinking I, she must have. Well, yeah, she would have had to. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knew the symptoms that she was having. Yeah, and Inez would have known the symptoms because. And she had to have, like, immediately started... Well, we saw her. She was going to steal some of Jerry's jewelry initially, and then she found mm-hmm. the pills. So, like, at that second, that had to be the moment she thought, okay, I'm going to get my boyfriend, my friend, my brother, my cousin, I don't know who Shane is to her, <laughs> out of jail, and uh-huh. we're going to steal everything in this lady's house. It's such a good grift. Like, it's such a good grift. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mm-hmm. love it. And particularly as Jerry is the kind of person that you wouldn't think would fall for this. Yeah. And Jerry is a very smart woman who prides she herself on being no-nonsense and, and very smart. And, you know, oh, yeah, it's it's horrible. And she plays this so well. Oh, yeah. when she just oh, pops, yeah. sort of breaks down, and it's he's in that little kind of, tiny ball in the middle of an empty oh, room. Ugh. And it's 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 kind of weird. Like I I wrote in my notes, um, we don't see it very often, but Jerry is vulnerable and lonely and old. And when I say old, I just mean that's the kind of that's the kind of feeling I got. I feel like she she wants to still imagine she's I don't know young and sexy and everything and do you know what i mean and but that's what we got we've gotten from her a lot this whole season yeah and i just feel like suddenly she was old and lonely you know it was like seeing her future yeah um i I thought she was so good in this scene um how do you think she's going to react to this i you might find out in the synopsis for next week but i i just want to ask you guys first she's gonna hunt these people down She's going to go and get superpowers from IGH. Yeah, um, she's going to go. Uh, She-Hulk. She's going to, she, oh, what if she lets Alyssa out of jail to, like, do her What's bidding? hunt these people down? <laughs> and, yeah, and mm-hmm. hunt these people down. That would be cool. I don't know. I'm on their side. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> I hope they get away with whether, it. Whether you are or not, yeah. what you think oh, is no, going to no. happen. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, I, Listen, what I what I think is happening, what is what I want to happen, are are very different things. Yeah. Um, That's fine. Well, I, either look, I've hated Inez from the beginning, so I still want her gone and dead. Like I don't I care. Mean, if she's, like, yeah, like she's I, just an annoying character. I I listen. I want her. I want her to live the happiest life ever. <laughs> I want I want her and Shane to like go Maybe out on like, live on an place. island and be so oh. happy, just like drinking like 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 uh, tropical drinks with. With some umbrellas, that's that's what needs well, to happen. I don't mind Shane; he can stay on planet Earth and live happily ever after. Inez needs to go to another universe. Like I don't ever want to see her face on my TV again. <laughs> like I just wow. I really hate her. Listen, um, she, I, I think they're, I think, I think Inez and Shane are going to become class heroes, and they're going to overthrow the system, and it's going to be great. And I think Jerry will not overthrow the system. Jerry's, all Jerry's, she, gonna, all she's going to do every five seconds to be like, you know what, guys, I don't like this plan now. I'm going to leave, and then she'll stick around, and then five minutes later she'll be like, 
you know what, guys? I don't like this plan. I'm going to leave. Right. Like, I mean, I fully admit. There. I fully admit. Like, I would be completely sympathetic to Jerry if it, if they, if this dude just hadn't repeatedly said, you know, this is going to hurt me. And she's like, I don't care. Oh, no, yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> and like, and I fully acknowledge, like, they're monsters because this is a terrible grift. And they didn't know she was going to agree to these terrible conditions. Um, they're definitely monsters. But you know what? I don't care anymore. So I say they're going to live happily and she's going to kill herself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, no. Oh, I don't think Jerry's going to kill herself. I, know. I think I, I think she'll, <laughs> she needs to just come to realize the Iron Fist is one of her clients. Yeah, Iron Fist Serious. season two. When she tells Danny, he'll know. He'll say, oh, look, I can yeah. do this. Or like we talked about, like, go find the hand somewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't Go hang yeah. out with Danny and Doctor Strange and like yeah. do whatever. Oh. Like Tony <laughs> Stark. Yeah. It'll all be sorted. Come on. Like anyone can fix uh, this. Like it's the Marvel universe. So yeah, she's gonna learn Infinity about Stone. she's gonna learn about Wakanda and just move there and yeah. try and move there. <laughs> Go get the Odin lawyers. She just Take turns Odin up now. on Shuri's doorstep. Heal me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go to go to Wakanda. Take an Odin um, nap. Take an Odin nap. Like do whatever. <laughs> like literally anyone else in the Marvel universe has a solution to this problem. In Avengers: Infinity War, Thanos has got the um, Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones, and Jerry just comes and yanks it out of his hand, and it's like, nope, I need this more. I am a rich white woman, <laughs> and I must be healed. <laughs> Turns out Hawkeye is the one that's going to cure. <laughs> He had an yeah, anti-L arrow. Uh, arrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, he's got an arrow for everything. So good. <laughs> indeed. Uh, so Trish, um, Trish. Let's talk about her eating her burger, Brad. Oh, so good. <laughs> that delicious burger. God. Um, she is uh, feeling nauseous, and then she sees Griffin on the TV reporting from Syria, and probably feels even more nauseous. Uh, takes the inhaler and heads to the shower. Yeah, I, I, and uh, it, Dan actually yelled <laughs> at, at Trish, "Can you please just take a shower?" Yeah, <laughs> oh, she looks so gross. It was horrible. I'm like, he was like, "How oh. do they make her and, uh, that bad?" I don't know. I don't know. I know, right? Oh, so oh. gross. Yeah, I, she looked an absolute state. I do have to admit, I watched this whole ep- this whole episode until the inhaler runs, and I was like, "How much is left in this inhaler?" Damn it! Yes, yeah, yeah. I guess she the only <laughs> one that didn't realize it was going to run out. Inhaler watch. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Like- Look, I have to have an inhaler every day. You plan for this for it to run out, particularly when that's a magic inhaler where nobody knows what's in it. You know? Yeah. Where's your plan, Trish? Um. So at Trish Talk, uh, she's interviewing this woman about. Gluten, what was it called? Gluten, her, her gluten book is freedom gluten-free. or whatever. Is. Her her book is gluten free, going against the grain. <laughs> oh, worse. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I I agree with Trish's little rant here about you know gluten and all that. And I'm someone who can't eat a lot of you know it does upset my stomach like gluten. Yeah. But there are bigger things going on in the world than what kind of pizza I can eat. And you yeah, can understand and another Trish thing. Getting frustrated with this. Go on, go on. Sorry. Yeah, this this woman um, that she's interviewing tries to like um, match like celiac disease to like gluten intolerance, which yeah. are different yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, 
but she doesn't even know what uh, she's talking about. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Trisha's little rant? Where she's uh, talking about hu- true human suffering and gun violence and cancer and Syria and everything. Uh, well, I kind of yeah. just thought it was the drugs talking for a second with yeah. Trish because I'm like, I don't know how much she actually cares about things sometimes. So yeah. yeah. Well, on the one hand, it was nice to see her go off. But on the other hand, it's like when people are like, "Oh, this is so much more important than I don't know." Sometimes it annoys me when I mean, yeah, yeah. I can, like, I'm not allowed to complain about you know my yes. neighbor that woke me up because there's a war going on in Syria. Yeah. 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 It's all well, it's all relative, you know. Yeah, that's like, uh, you know, like I I jokingly will, and I laugh when people have used the term first world problems, but yeah. I actually hate that phrase because I'm just like, yeah, but there are actual problems. Like people just mm-hmm. have day-to-day problems and that's normal and you shouldn't feel bad for venting because you have a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, that doesn't the mean there are not other, there's, doesn't mean there's not other things going on, but yeah, they're just problems. They're yeah. just issues. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> no, I was just saying, I actually say first world problems too sometimes, just to say, like, yeah. I know that this isn't a big deal, but it's my exactly. problem. <laughs> yeah. But it's my problem, damn yeah. it. Problems are problems. Yeah. Like, like we we can't go around comparing everything to everything else because exactly. that's ridiculous. Like, it's not that you can't live a life like that. Yeah. And no. honestly, if all I to my nephews my... too, yeah. it's a you know it's a world shattering problem if he um, gets a Thomas the Tank Engine toy in a blind bag that he already has. I mean, his world has ended then, um, but he's two, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. whatever. First world problems. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just it's kind of. it's so dismissive like to just tell somebody that it's just like yeah no i get it i get that there are other issues in the world that's not what i'm talking about yeah Yeah. unless you're jerry and then like (laughs) (laughs) jerry doesn't give a fuck she's like honey badger yeah and while i did find going against the grain lady annoying like i (laughs) obviously trish has other drug-related yeah. issues going on <laughs> that I just didn't think it was like this great rant that she went on. It was kind of like, well, this was inappropriate timing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not network. It it's more like, um, like it's it's just her own ego. Exactly. Like yeah. Trish doesn't care about fighting the system. Trish cares about no. Trish. Yeah, I felt Which a bit bad for Trish's uh, assistant who looks like Kate Mikuchi. Is that her name? Yeah. Uh, I always think she looks like Kimikuji. Um, I felt a bit bad for her assistant because she's now got to, you know, sort everything out. She's always having to deal with Kate, uh, Trisha's problems. I always think it's a Maya Rudolph. Oh. Well, she doesn't look like Maya Rudolph. But she doesn't really look like Kate Mikuji either. But, I, you know. I think she looks more like Maya Rudolph than Kate Mikuji. But she's oh, her maybe. own person, guys. She's her own person. <laughs> yes. Live your own life. Let's, Live your dreams, let's, producer. Let's not lab- label her producer lady. <laughs> so She's doing a draw um, job, trying trying to survive in this terrible system where monster lawyers are destroying lives. Exactly. <laughs> she just wants to live her life. Oh, 
uh, when do we see Trish next? Oh, it's when she's at home boxing and, and uh, says, says she's done with Trish Talk. And then she gets a call from ZCN, from Ron Garcia, who says she has an audition tomorrow. And she goes all wobbly. So she goes to take her inhaler. And oh, finally, the never-ending inhaler has run out. Seriously. And were you guys like, uh-oh. No, it, right before that scene happened, I was telling Dan, I was like, when is that inhaler going to run out? So just for whatever reason, it just was one of those like, I don't know if I just expected it to happen already or, you know, it just wasn't shocking like when it did. I was like, yeah, yeah. at some point it's going to. Exactly, Trish, you big dum-dum. If you're an asthmatic, you would know this. You would plan better. Yeah. Also, we have to see her go over the crazy uh, crazy train there with um, being in withdrawal. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, particularly after the episode, a couple, you know, ones ago, yeah. when you see the first time she's going through withdrawal. Um, so she's obviously a bit panicked about this. In the next episode is when she has her... her uh, audition and she's live on television and this is oh. going on while we go between scenes with uh jessica and um she's sort of reading her lines and everything and she's in her ringmaster coat and sweating and looking terrible and um kind of pretty much fumbles it of reading what she's talking about and then the guy says to her um you know i don't want to hear what you're reading about if you want to talk about addiction then talk about yourself and addiction which, yeah, I can kind of see what he means, as in, you know, use something you know a lot about. But he obviously doesn't know that she's going through it at the moment and is in complete denial again about being addicted to this other substance. Yeah. So we don't see it, but presumably it doesn't go well. Uh, so she's missed, messed up her big chance. Um, but she does hear an, uh, a lead uh, on a female suspect who has powers and presumes it's something to do with Jessica. So then when she uh, leaves there, she's obviously told the truth by Jessica about Alyssa, and Jessica sends her away. So immediately Trish goes to Malcolm's door to apologise, and he's all angry at himself um, for being with Trish, and he still wants her, but he can't do that, so he sends her away. He says they both have holes in their souls, and they can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking very closely at Malcolm's soul, and I didn't see any holes. <laughs> when I say soul, I mean his his body. Of course. Yeah, because hot, he's... hot body. <laughs> I mean, when did Malcolm get so hot? Come on. Really? When he gave up on the drugs last season? I don't know. But this season, yeah, when Malcolm he, when is... When he stopped using, I'm sure that helped. <laughs> yeah. But this season, Malcolm is so hot. Oh, his big fluffy hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> His, his hair is like another character in the show. It's great. Um, so then Trish heads to the hospital to get, get some test results on the inhaler. And it can't be reproduced. It's also too dangerous for humans to ingest. Ingesting it could lead to liver uh, failure, kidney failure, neurological degeneration. Trish is like, okay, okay, I get it, whatever. Yeah. She totally so do you think Trish is... Oh, Yeah. Even though she's like, no, I, no, I didn't want any more. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I yeah. love that that woman's just like, um, I can't make any more. I didn't ask. All right, I'm just saying, I can't make any more of this. Okay, it says here. It says here you wanted it to be reproduced. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? 
It, it says right here. I wrote it down. Oh, no, 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 no. You're mistaken. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, um, so uh, Trish goes to see Alyssa. And uh, obviously, uh, Alyssa's very angry at Trish because, uh, you know, Trish kind of going after this story is how all of this trouble started, I guess. And this is when Alyssa guesses that Trish is jealous of Jessica's powers. Yeah. Um, but Trisha says that she um, wants to know a Carly so she can get his story out there as well. But we're like, how? How are you going to get his story out there? You're not on Trish Talk anymore. You're not a journalist anymore. Like, mm. I think me thinks you have ulterior motives. Um, so then Trish tells Jessica about meeting with Alyssa. Um, and Trish realizes Jessica knows where Carl is and then Carl is and then she walks away and immediately goes around to Malcolm, who is pumping some iron, knocks on the door and they have sex again. Angry lifting. It's the noises he's making when he's lifting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Look, you really enjoy frustration noises. <laughs> I thought he was about to turn into the Hulk. <laughs> He's going to be Baby Hulk. He's going to be Hulkling. Aww. He would be the most adorable Hulk ever, because when he's the Hulk, the Hulk would have big fluffy hair. Aww. Aww. <laughs> He'd be so cute. Big fluffy green hair. Um, as Trish and Malcolm lay in bed, Trish says, <laughs> Malcolm's like, what are you thinking about? And Trish says, I'm thinking of Jessica. And I love Malcolm's reaction when he gets up. He's just like... Oh, for fuck's sake. You can see him just roll his eyes like, yeah, of course, of course. You know, because he feels like she's just using him. Trish is still thinking about this story and wants uh, uh, Malcolm's help in finding Kyle. Kyle. I always say Kyle. Um, so they managed to like find it on the laptop, don't they? This is ridiculous. This, <laughs> this is another <laughs> thing that I'm just like, this is not what this character would do. Like, Jessica, not, like, not turning off the location data on her photos. What? Come on. Yeah. That's probably never been turned on on her phone, ever. And for it to, like, just be uploaded to the cloud immediately? For what purpose? She Particularly just on these photos of a wanted felon, you know? Yeah. Like, none of it makes sense. Is it that easy to access photos on the cloud for someone else if you have their laptop? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Is that Potentially, yeah. If they're huh. logged in or maybe he knows Jessica's password. Jessica's and a lot password. of times with... I love Luke. There's, there's a lot of stuff with photos. Like, even if you turn off your location, like, there's, like, still some stuff that, like, might catch. Like, yeah, really? but, the way, but he, he, I think his line is, well, we'll see if she turned off her location data. Yeah. And she did it. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's why they know. And I'm like, uh. That's true. It would be different if he said something like, I know her location data is off, but there's this other way to look it up. Yeah, okay, true. fine. And he says, oh, shit. <laughs> exactly. I say plot convenience on this. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I didn't pick up on that at the time, but you're right. I don't think she would have Yeah, she wouldn't have turned There's that. There's no way in five, five within 5 minutes of them getting into her apartment, they would just find out everything about Carl. Listen, may, <laughs> may, maybe she's using a new phone cuz she's she's had her phone waterlogged and smashed like 5 times in the past 3 days. 
She got a new <laughs> phone. She forgot to turn the location off. Yeah, she's been yeah. busy. Well, the Verizon guy turned it on, and she didn't. Yeah, we can find yeah, it goes Carl to this dies hotel. The Verizon guy. <laughs> oh no! Wow. They go to this hotel. They have no idea which room Carl's in, but luckily he sticks his head out <laughs> for no reason. To look yes, around. Do when they're hiding. <laughs> If anyone's looking for me, I just wanted to let you know this is where I am. I guess oh, I could have looked out the window, but nope, I'm gonna open the door. Yeah. Did you I really need to see a pizza me? guy? I needed to see a pizza guy there for that to make any sense. <laughs> it was so funny. It's just like, what? Anyone that's tracking me, here I am. Okay. <laughs> just going back inside now. Goodbye. And then Malcolm's all ready to go. And Trish is standing behind him with a gun. And we're like, Trish, Trish, what are you doing? Trish, no, Trish, yeah. no. Don't elbow Malcolm in that beautiful haircut of his. And, uh, yeah, elbows Malcolm, knocks him out, and shoves him in the trunk. But what the hell? Nice <laughs> I know she kind of yeah. cray, but still. <laughs> okay, I want your cray cray. Yeah. cray. Uh, what do you think that's about? What's happening? I think Watch. she wants... Carl to um, give her powers because she wants to be no. Jessica. Trish, powers. <laughs> what? Well, where did you get an idea like that? I don't know. Maybe she wants some feline. I don't know. <laughs> she wants feline powers yeah. so she can do stuff like her own butt and have claws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, any other notes on Trish, guys? We sort of rushed through her a bit, but I, I want to say I still love um, Rachel Taylor in this role. I think she's great. Yeah. And again, she does a lot of stuff where you're like, oh, Trish, you're such a moron. But I think she's so things, good. Yeah. yeah. All the things, yeah. But I think she's great. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Trish? Because this season I've said I feel like a lot of it is Trish's story. Which I still do feel. How do you think this is going to go? Because we've only got three episodes left. Well, she could steal Carl. And yeah, three episodes left, it's hard. But I was like, she could steal Carl and he could do something to make her semi-superpowered. Or just tell her how to recreate the asthma inhaler stuff or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't, then, I don't like, really know what Carl's got access to at the moment. Yeah, yeah. The inhaler as well wasn't from him. That was from Kozlov, and Kozlov stole um, uh, research from Carl to make Simpson. Um, so it, the, the inhaler isn't necessarily Carl's. It might no, be based on technology he came up with. But she has, like, all the ingredient lists and everything. So she could show it to Carl, and Carl could say, oh, this is what's in it that makes it whatever. Makes it do what it does. Yeah, okay. exactly. We'll and talk then, about the ingredients in a minute, Tammy. Oh. Wink. Because um, it would be kind of fun if she's got Carl, he's helping her, and at the same time, Jerry's got Alyssa out, and and then, like, Alyssa and Carl just run away, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Jessica's oh. left all alone again. I mean, with oh. a dead Oscar, because somehow he gets hit by a car <laughs> or something. So... <laughs> Oh no, but then Sonia will get Vito. Poor Vito. I'm still not sure why she doesn't have Vito, so I don't oh, know. Yeah. 
It's that it's belt. Like the belt. <laughs> We've established it's that belt. Right. Well, that that was the those were the episodes. Are you guys ready for some Easter eggs? I only have two. Well, one's not even an Easter egg. It's a theory. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. First Easter egg. Did you guys spot Stanley in the episodes? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, he's on the back of the bus, isn't he? Yeah, he's on the back of the bus. And in every other every other um, uh, Netflix series, we have had uh, Stanley, a little poster of him as the commissioner yeah. of, um, you know, the police force. But in this one, weirdly, we, he's not the commissioner of the police force. So does Stanley in the Marvel Netflix series have a twin brother? Um, oh, yes. Or is this like he's no longer commissioner? Who knows? Because the poster on the back of the bus um, shows Stan Lee and shows that he is a satisfied customer of Forbush and Associates, whoever they are. Nice. So who knows? Uh, And then the other Easter egg isn't even an Easter egg, but it was on Den of Geek as a theory. And I like this theory and I thought you guys would like it. So I'm going to go with it, but I'll tell you what it is. So when Trish is finding out about the inhaler, um, the woman, um, the nurse, our favourite, says that there is an unidentified plant-based um, substance in the inhaler and she doesn't know what it is. And someone on Den of Geek said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if it was the heart-shaped herb from Wakanda? And I thought, oh, yeah, fun. that would be freaking awesome. And that would explain, you know, the extra senses and you know, being stronger and good at fighting and stuff. So let's just go with that, guys, because I yeah. like this idea. Nice. Also, and then Black she Panther, Black Hat. Exactly, cats. she would be Hellcat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, she's a Hell Kitty. Um, so yeah, we, we're going to go with that. I like this, uh, you know, head cannon. Um, yeah, those were your Easter eggs, guys. Nice. Should we do quotes, uh, Brad? You're our, our guest. Um, I know you were a very uh, <laughs> last minute guest. Do you have any quotes? Um, I just the one that I've already mentioned, but I'm gonna say it again because it's the dumbest line ever. <laughs> wait, 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 I want you to do it in full, full Jessica Jones um, voice. I'll do some noir music behind you. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Right. I'm gonna do some music. That thing about having your cake and eating it too. Who ever said that? Probably didn't have cake that killed people. That's beautiful. <laughs> Oh, it's just like the episode, Brad. <laughs> Such a dumb line. <laughs> Except for the baker, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Beware my pies of doom. <laughs> uh, did you say my name? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I said Tammy Tamville. Okay. All right. Um, I've got a gluten-free lady. Uh, gluten is a silent irritant. Doesn't get any worse than that. <laughs> I thought the silent irritant was Inez. Inez is the silent oh, irritant every scene she God. No, she's like she's not silent. That's part of the problem. <laughs> Class hero. I have a quote between Trish and Jessica, which is, Are you drunk? I'm always drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, pretty much Jessica. Uh Will. Uh, this was Jessica, her mom. Um, I don't have the whole thing. It's like, you're just going to waste good booze. It's bottom shelf. <laughs> yeah. 
It's still booze. Come on. Don't waste it. Uh, I didn't have many quotes for these episodes, like, randomly. There wasn't anything that really jumped out at me. I think I've got one more. I'm just looking. Uh, do you guys have any more? Yeah, I like the um, the guy. Oh, I've that got two more. Been, yeah. The guy that would have been Trisha's potential new boss says, Smack me in the face with your truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, so I have one from Jessica, which is oh, where is it? I so don't need to hear about my dead dick and my dead father's dick. That just yeah. made me laugh. I was like, ah. Um, and I had another one, which was Alyssa, which is you can leave here whole yeah. or you can leave here in pieces, but one thing you will never do is control me. <laughs> Good lord! Oh. I'm gonna say that to I'm gonna say that to my boss next time she asks me to do something at work. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had that one, and uh, I like when Jessica and her mom stop the bus, and then the lady goes like trying to figure out what happened, and Jessica just goes, "Your your brakes must have gone off." I don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> Doesn't Alyssa say something like, "Oh, it's clear you've never driven" or something like that? <laughs> that was so funny. funny. <laughs> Uh, right, well, let's rate these episodes, guys. Um, Brad, you're our guest. What would you like to rate episode 9 and then episode 10? Um, yeah. Obviously, I, uh, cakes that try to kill you, yeah? Of course, obviously. Um, yeah, I, yeah, again, this show is really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, I just watched all these. I'm trying to separate them now. <laughs> what? Which one is which? I don't even know. Um, oh, it is hard. It is. It's impossible. Um, I, you know, I'll say. When does Jerry? Jerry gets her comeuppance all in. Ep- okay, that's more episode ten. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, I'll say uh, episode nine. Um, I really liked it, except like I don't know. We go off on this little adventure to to uh, to save uh, um, um, Grim Reaper Bates' child, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know about this. I don't know about this at all. This feels, this feels like unnecessariness. But I don't know. Um, and then we got the the dumb voiceover. So for that one, I'll say seven out of. 10 uh, um, man-eating cakes. <laughs> um, yep. And uh, episode 10, I th- a lot of things going on here. I think, I think I enjoyed it more, though, again, honestly, I can't tell, but I did like uh, Jerry getting her comeuppance. Um, I am sad that I have no sympathy for her whatsoever <laughs> um, because, it, like, uh, again, it's an interesting character, and I do enjoy her, but no sympathy whatsoever. So um, I didn't feel bad for her at all. Um, but um, I love this creep, this creepy fucking trophy hunting, like corrections officer guy. Like that such a creepy way to end this episode. Um, so for that, um, I'll say, I'll say eight and a half out of 10 class heroes. <laughs> also, uh, well, uh, yes, I really liked both the episodes. It's, oh, again, hard to separate them. I like Jessica and her mom having some quality mother-daughter time <laughs> together. <laughs> um, <as laughs> they do. And 
Yeah, Jerry's storyline, I mm-hmm. uh, still think it's one of the more interesting storylines this season. So I'll give the first episode 8 out of 10 spaghetti breakfasts. Oh! oh no. <laughs> I forgot about that. The second episode, I'll give 8.5 out of 10 um, cleared out apartments. <laughs> Aww. Uh, Terry Thames. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. I, okay. So I, both of these episodes were very much on par with each other to me. Um, I liked this episode 10 a little bit more. Episode nine was very, very sad. Um, just like Jessica having this realization that she can't change her mom is like just heartbreaking. And that like, she's, I, even though I don't like it being told to me in voiceover form, I it was sad her realizing she has her mom back, but she really doesn't. And if she wanted her mom back, this is the way she's going to have her. It's, it was just so mm. sad. Um, and I also love that Trish ran out. <laughs> the inhaler finally ran out. I was like, Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> um, it didn't make any sense. It was like, it's like watching a TV show where the guns just keep shooting and never run out of bullets. Yeah. Uh, so for episode nine, I gave this eight and a, uh, eight out of ten um, showdowns of ringmaster jackets versus big belts. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> uh, episode ten was uh, also really good. Like I said, I liked it a little bit better. I liked the Jerry stuff. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't need to like her as a person. To I don't need to feel bad for her to find her interesting. <laughs> like I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I get that I maybe I was supposed to, but I don't know if they wanted me to feel bad for her, really. Because they've set mm-hmm. her up so much as still being a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Even though she's she's dying. I guess maybe that's why I'm supposed to feel bad, because she's dying. But that doesn't... that I mean, look, I want Inez and Chang both dead, so whatever. <laughs> like, I guess that doesn't bother me. Uh, Tammy, please don't speak that way against my class heroes of the show. <laughs> I, I guess fictional uh, character deaths—I <laughs> don't care. Um, so, um, and we had the the cop guy, and he was a—he was so creepy. Um, so yeah, so I give this episode eight and a half out of ten killer vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to make, before I do my rating, I wanted to mention something I saw on a review of this. It might have been like the Chris Stuckman one. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Um, where the reviewer basically said that he, he found this start of the series a lot, of this series a lot slower, um, than like towards the end as we're getting now where things really ramp up. As soon as you sort of find out about it's Jessica's mum, then the, things kind of ramp up a bit but he also said particularly in this season he noticed that the most interesting things in each episode tend to happen in the last five to ten minutes so it's that constant thing of wanting you to binge watch it you know to go to the next one but because it it really makes you want to binge watch it, it it does mean that a lot of the episodes bleed into each other um even when you've only watched two like today, like I'm thinking, which episode did this happen in? Um, and then he said, you know, which is why episodes like seven stood out more, which was the one where, um, oh, so uh, you I know, it was the flashback there. one. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, which I totally agree with because they, a lot of them do kind of bleed into each other. Where I'm like, what? What I've said? Did that happen in? Hang on a sec. You know, oh. um, particularly if you can't guess it from the um, the episode title. And I always find that hard with the ones for Jessica Jones because it's usually just a quote from the episode, whereas some of the ones from the other shows are a bit more descriptive. Anyway, uh, I. Um, I think like, like, yeah, pretty much all the rest of us having a look, um, prefer the first, uh, the second episode to the first one. I think the first one is, uh, enjoyable still, but I, I'm not really that bothered about the whole rescuing the kid plot line. I think that makes me a terrible person. Um, but I'm just kind of like, and I feel like it's really hammering us over the head of the mother and daughter thing. Although I love any time, um, uh, Kristen Stewart, uh, Kristen Stewart, not Kristen Stewart, <laughs> Kristen, oh, I definitely don't like Kristen Stewart's screen. Kristen Ritter um, and Janet McTeer are on screen together because I think they they work really well off each other. Um, I like the mother-daughter relationship. I just feel like it's hammered, uh, hammered home a bit in that episode. Um, but I enjoy, uh, I really enjoy parts of it. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 jam and butter that should never mix. And episode 10 i enjoyed um i enjoyed more oh sorry that gives episode 9 an average of 7.6 episode 10 i enjoyed more because i like the fallout from what happens with jerry as opposed to the um all the healing stuff Uh, maybe it's just because i knew what was going to come in the next episode but i um i just think she plays it really well in the the episode after and i find the the sort of subplot in that a bit more interesting with trish knocking Malcolm out of the end I guess I just find it more interesting so I'm going to give that one 8.5 out of 10 dead Oscars walking and <laughs> that gives that episode an average of um eight and a half uh so we all actually gave that one eight and a half so yeah so 7.6 and 8.5 very cool okay so now it's time for feedback we've got an email and a voicemail I forwarded the voicemail to Will and Tammy if either of you are okay to play it and Will, I'm going to send you Sedna's email because you must read Sedna's okay. emails now. The rest of us can't do it as well, apparently. Apparently, uh, Sedna. Skype update. No. Okay, I'm going to put it in the Skype. Uh, it's quite a short one from Sedna, actually. Okay, it's in there now. It starts with So Price. So Price sucks at sniping as well as being a character with redeemable qualities. Oops, he's <laughs> drugged in the bath. Here's, Sar- uh, here's Car Crash Trish. Vito's on the way to Canada with his mom, and Jesse's got a whole heap of problems, and Soul's thick enough to withstand the friction to stop a bus. Yeah, that's oh. gotta hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, actually. I hope she's not still wearing those uh, those Alexander McQueen boots, because they're destroyed after that. No. Oh, yeah. Shame. She's going to have bare feet, like uh, in the Flintstones. Her feet will be, you know, poking through the bottom of the <laughs> shoes. Except they don't wear shoes, the blizzards. Ignore me, sorry. Back to Sedna's email. <laughs> oh my God, Trisha's red jacket. Want, want, want. Oh yeah, remember she had a <laughs> radio show? Not anymore after her network rant of whataboutery, which somehow gets her a TV audition. Yeah, I hate whataboutery's now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just... And that's exactly, that's what that's what that was. Very yeah. good call, Sedna. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Are they just desperate for a liberal and culture? Except, oh fuck, the <laughs> inhalers ran out just in time for her to screw it right up in another gorgeous red jacket. 
<laughs> Sedna's on Fashion Watch this week. <laughs> the is that where peplum? Pepluming. The one, yeah. She she wears one under like a she wears something under her jacket. It looks like a top under her denim jacket that has like this massive peplum, <laughs> as if she were Ooh. pregnant and she was trying to hide her pregnancy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, it looks like a skirt hanging out from under her denim jacket, but it's not. It's her top. Oh. <laughs> not good. Denim number is hideous, though. <laughs> yep. Alyssa's not rocking the shackles quite as stylishly as Jess, and got a <laughs> bastard sadist prison guard to deal with, but can thankfully cryptically give enough clues for Jess to go and find out Jerry's been duped. Heartbreaking oh. scene when she discovers she's been cleaned out, and make yet another mistake with her phone camera. Dope. GPS <laughs> yeah. off as well as sound, Jess. <laughs> oh, yeah. And do try not to accidentally kill the bastard sadist prison guard. <laughs> it might be too late. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 sure I'm sure he's, he's just dead. got a little bump on the head. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. fine. Thanks, Sedna. This makes me want to Thank turn you, the Sedna. GPS off on my um, phone now. I know, right? I'm feeling all paranoid. Uh, Sedna, please keep up the fashion watch. I love it. And also, if you like uh, following fashions in episodes, you should listen to Calavici Fashion Cast. <laughs> More on that in a minute. <laughs> All right, um, let's see. And we have this. a voicemail from Dr. Moira Brown. Yeah. Okay, episode nine, Shark Attack. I kind of was hoping for the shark to die. I'm not going to lie. I just don't <laughs> care about price, and I don't care what his motives were. Um, a bit heartbreaking that Jessica gets so little time really with her mom. It just barely starts to crack the surface of getting to know each other. And then, boom, arrested. Um, I like that she took time, you know, really in the middle of having Price as a prisoner, she takes time out to go and help Oscar get his his son back. Uh, yeah, there's a connection growing there. I have to see where where that goes. And the Jerry and Inez stuff, yeah, I don't trust Inez. I just don't. So anyway, uh, this this episode is um, it's okay. It's a lot of sort of connecting things and moving the story along a little bit, but. Uh, it's, it's a solid 7 out of 10. It's fine. All right, on to the next. This one really got me. Of the two, I preferred this episode. Um, I think because of the scenes with uh, Jessica's mom and that horrible, sadistic prison guard, that guy, oh, God, when she wakes up with those new wrist bracelets on and he's he's electrocuting her and my insides are just turning and I... I really, you know, I hate torture scenes in movies as a rule, and I just, I hate everything behind that in in human beings that would make you do that to somebody. It turns my stomach. And so, at the end, when he ends up dead, I am not unhappy about that. I'm horrified for Jess when she realizes what she has done, because she doesn't want to be her mother. That's the whole point of this. She is trying so desperately to keep her humanity and not have her powers overtake her and turn her into something she doesn't want to be. And that's why this episode was so powerful for me. Um, as for the rest of it, uh, the scenes with Trish, all of this storyline where she's trying and failing, you know, to <laughs> to find a, a job outside of Trish Chog. You know, she's quit her job. She's kind of tossed everything away. She's still on this 
desperate intention to go and find the killer. She um, is trying to connect with Malcolm. And by the way, I don't really like Malcolm and Trish together. That's just my two cents. I just, ugh, I just don't. Um, we'll be interested to hear your thoughts on that. But anyway, the Trish's whole storyline, um, someone said, I think it was um, Tammy said you find, no, I think it was Mel last week, said you, or two weeks ago, uh, said you find um, uh, Trish's storyline much more interesting this season. And I do too, but I'm not so sure I like who she is or, or her uh, her crazy intensity. Um, I, yeah, I feel almost like this isn't her story to pursue. It's Jess's, and maybe that's why it bugs me so much. It's almost like I want to tell Trish to butt out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this one wrenched my guts out because of what happened with Jessica. Um, oh, and God, yeah, with Jerry. When Jerry realizes she's been taken, that just broke my heart. So this one gets a 9 out of 10 for me. And I will finish now and go on to the next. Till later. Bye. Thanks, Moira. Thank you, thank you. I do like with um, Trish and Malcolm, like Malcolm does, you know, say that they're not good for each other. Like he wants her, but he doesn't think they're good for each other, which is kind of true. He said, well, you got a hole in your soul or something like that. Yeah, he yeah. said she's got, like, he says they've both got a hole in their soul and not to use each other to try and fill it. It's really um, when you need to go to the store and get a new one. You can't be walking around with a hole in your soul. It's really no. You need to get a refund on that. You take it back to the store and go, "Hey, this hole, this soul I've got, it's got a hole in it, and I don't want a holy soul." <laughs> what use is that to me? I mean, if I have a drink of water, all the water's pouring out of the little holes in my soul. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, also, that was our feedback. So now it's time to tell you guys what's going to be next week. Uh, next week we're doing episode 11 uh, and 12. 11 is AKA Three Lives and Counting. Wonder what that is a reference to. Mm. And the uh, synopsis of that is shocked by her own actions and haunted by visions of, mm, shall I say, Kill Grey. Jessica worries she's turning into a monster. Trish's plans for Carl become clear. Uh, episode 12 is AKA Pray for My Patsy. As Jessica and Dorothy wait anxiously for updates on Trish, a call from Costa brings alarming news. Jerry hatches a plan to get her revenge. Uh, Brad. Brad. I'm sorry, oh. buddy. I'm well, sorry. I didn't say she, she, she succeeded. <laughs> no, she has a plan. She has a plan. That plan can still fail. Also, Brad, as you used to be on uh, uh, Twin Peaks podcast, I thought you'd find a little fact interesting about next week. So I'm going to tell you guys early. But next week, episode 11 was directed by Jennifer Lynch, oh. daughter of David Lynch, who does obviously a lot of TV now, but, um, you know, wrote Laura Palmer's Diary and directed uh, also, um, oh, what's that film called? Boxing Helena and Chained and all sorts. So that's nice. pretty cool. Nice. Mm. Uh, right. Brad, thank you for being our guest. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, well, you can find Do me. Do you talk uh, about fashion anywhere else? Talk, <laughs> talking about so many fashions. And and um, most recently, how terrifying uh, um, apes are um, yeah. on uh, Calavici Fashion Cast <laughs> with Tammy and Claire. Um it's it's a well, not real Claire fun this week, but Tammy and Will True. this week. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. indeed. <laughs> Chatting all about Quantum Leap. Um, so check that out. Also, uh, you can hear me on the Ramjack podcast 
most recently for April, we're talking about monsters. So uh, recently we've been watching a couple episodes of the 90s Swamp Thing TV show. And uh, let me tell you, that fucking Swamp Narc is a real asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, check that out. Swamp Narc. Cool. Um, Tammy, you don't really have to say anything else you've nope. been up to because it's literally just Calabucci Fashion Dance. Exactly, well. that's it. Will, have you been recording anything else recently? No, but eventually I will record <laughs> Spartacast and the Sensei podcast just whenever. <laughs> I feel point. like Spartacast is the new Twin Peaks podcast where every week we were like, Matt and Mel, Twin Peaks podcast back yet? No, yeah, <laughs> but it will be soon. <laughs> when we feel like it, I guess maybe in May we'll probably. I don't think I have time this month to do it, but <laughs> maybe in May we'll come back. Awesome. You could talk about the fashions in Spart- Spartacus as well, except yeah. most of the time people aren't wearing. Yeah, they don't wear a lot of clothes <laughs> in Spartacus, except Lucy Lawless is fabulous. <laughs> um, oh, her outfits are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. Cool. Um, well, Brad, you are the special of special guests this week, so you get to take us out with an Excelsior. You've already done it once this season, but you can do it again. Ah, shucks. Um, Excelsior! Bye, everyone! <laughs> Bye. Bye! Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Defenders Podcast or on Twitter at Defenders Pod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!